0: This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner, and you're tuned into the Retirement Ready Show I am joined this week once again by my buddy Randy Winkler. Hey, Tony. A little post-Independence uh, Day uh, fun here. I see you got all, all ten fingers or nine fingers left, or yeah. how many you oh, got there?
1: I've got m- the majority of my fingers are still attached. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I, hope, I hope all of them are. Yes, buddy. they are. Yeah, it was nice, and uh, it's been interesting the last few weeks with Memorial Day and Juneteenth and the 4th of July. It's been a lot of four-day weeks. So it's uh, it's uh, The calendar can be challenging sometimes when you're um, not here all the time.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. It definitely can be challenging, but uh, it's uh, nice to kind of reset, refresh, have some time with family, too. I'd like to do a lot of reading, as I know you do,
1: about uh, just, you know, getting better and improvements and all sorts of things. And lately, I've been just running across a lot of literature on just kind of resetting how, you know, if you work 12 hours a day, you're less effective than if you, you know, work four and take a nap and then come back for another four and go home
0: and do something different. So. Sometimes now I know in a suggestion box who that nap room I yes. don't know who that yeah. came from. I think that came right?
1: from a few people.
0: Yeah, it probably did.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, if, if you really love your job, and I know everybody here does, sometimes it's hard to leave it behind. We're we go home and we're studying about it. And not, but I'm finding that just getting away and kind of resetting that uh, uh, I've read an interesting thing about Edison. Edison actually kept a uh, cot in his lab, and when he got stuck on an idea, he didn't, you know, just kind of bang his head against it while trying to figure it out. He'd lay down and take a nap and he'd come back and his brain would go in background processing and he'd come up and it would be it would be solved for him. So wow. he relaxed his way. He was a relaxed genius, not a forced genius.
0: Yeah, I think maybe he had a little bit different brain though. He was quite quite the uh, quite the inventor that's yeah. just a brilliant guy.
1: Did you hear the story about when his um all of his factories were burning down, and he called his son and said, "Go get your mom and all the neighbors. They're never going to see another fire like this again." So rather than you know weeping into his Cheerios, he was like, "Hey, let's enjoy the show, and then we'll start rebuilding tomorrow."
0: We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a great attitude. Great attitude. I love yeah. that story. Thanks for sharing. Um, I got a great topic I want to kind of dive into this week, Randy, and I, and I think it's certainly timely, right? I, I think, over, especially with the last twelve, you know, eighteen months. We've all really felt this inflation, and, and it's been confusing, right? I mean, when COVID kind of first happened and the government dumped all this various stimulus money on, onto the markets and to individuals, um, you know, there was this concept about, you know, kind of inflation being temporary, that it just wasn't going to stick around, and that's kind of the message we got from the feds. Certainly not what happened, and I think economically that idea was a— Maybe a little bit silly. I mean, it's just simple supply and demand. When you dump a bunch of cash onto the, you know, the country, but there's no more, you know, supply of whatever people are buying. In fact, maybe you could argue, it depending on what you're buying, even less because people weren't working and making them. You know, inflation is just going to be natural. But, you know, some economists are saying that there could be this, you know, third wave of inflation. You know, it's what they're calling excuseflation or greedflation. Have you heard of this? Just today, for the first time. So these are where where they're saying companies are keeping prices elevated, not because their costs are still high, but just to kind of drive higher profits. Now, that aside, you know, I know you know we work with retirees or people that are rapidly approaching retirement, and inflation is a real key thing that you have to think about and plan for.
1: Well, a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of we work with a lot of great investors that that, and I think that's where people. The do-it-yourselfers really enjoy it. Some people have a hard time letting that go because they like it so much. But if they don't look at the other areas, two big ones are inflation and taxes. Their plan probably is not adequate. You know, if you if you were planning a vacation and you said, well, we're driving from here to, uh, to Dallas and we're going in a straight line, there's not going to be any stops, there's not going to be any construction. This is how much gas we need and this is how many snacks we need to keep in the car that's not going to be, you know, it's a, it's a good start, but that's not going to get you there because that's not reality. So when we factor in inflation, we factor in taxes, it changes the situation quite a bit, but it also presents a lot of opportunities. There's a lot of things that we can do with tax planning that actually work right with our inflation planning. And inflation even presents some opportunities for our safe bucket that we talk about, you know, we can um, get better returns on some of the money that we're kind of parking, so that we don't want to take risk.
0: That that has been the really interesting part. You know, these kind of rising rates are, are kind of tough for a big portion of America that are borrowers, right? And you know, auto loans, home loans. I mean, I think it's in large part the real estate market's been kind of goofy, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, because interest rates have gone up so much on mortgages people don't want to sell their current home because they don't want to lose the low-rate mortgage they have, even if they're thinking about moving, so they're just putting it off. So that means the supply has been very low, so the houses that are for sale have really kind of maintained or increased in value, but um, we're typically in this economy, rising rate environment, you would see those home prices come down. But um, it's important to to consider that, to your point, because on these traditional you know, products or, or things we would put in that safe income bucket, you know, in the past, you know, maybe you're chasing two, three percent, you know, four percent maybe. Now it's not uncommon that, you know, these are averaging five plus percent, you know, in a safe guaranteed product. Right. So so that does. I mean, there are some opportunities, I, I think, in every economy. That's what's important to understand. And, and I think it's really been a driving philosophy for us, Randy, that, you know, we look forward with, you know, kind of anticipation instead of apprehension right it's not the direction of the wind it's a set of the sail there's always going to be opportunity in fact when we for our clients we don't call them review meetings we call them strategy meetings and maybe it's a bit of nomenclature but i really want to set the tone here at our firm that we're not going to come into our our strategy meetings or our quarterly reviews and say okay last 90 days and you know here's your standard deviation and you know nobody cares Mm -hmm. right what, what I want us doing is coming to those meetings with ideas. What's happening right now? Yes, we have to talk about the performance. But, you know, what's happened? You know, what's going on? What do we see coming? And what opportunities are there that we can take advantage of for our family?
1: Yeah, and, and like we were just saying, the opportunity in our safe bucket is a little better return, which allows us then our growth bucket um, to take a little bit more risk, perhaps, to overcome inflation in the long run. You know, we don't want to have everything in that growth bucket. And we know we're going to get a better return over time. But when you have um, radical events like what happened in two thousand eight, or what happened during the the COVID crash, if you've got all of your money in that growth bucket, you know that's that's scary. That's a scary time. If you've got a plan for that, you've got your safe bucket to the side. When one of those those dramatic buying opportunities comes up, you're probably excited, not scared. So we can we can accommodate the inflation. Um, by having a growth component that we're not relying on in the short term, and then take advantage of the inflation in our safe bucket as our kind of our our um, our, our airbag <laughs> during these times.
0: Yeah, I think uh, being able to have that that flexibility. You know, I, I always you know like to think about, you know, with the families that we're working with that there's ways that we can maintain flexibility, options, maintain control. You know, those are all great things to have throughout retirement, especially when it comes to your finances and and this idea of the safe and risk bucket really does help with that because depending on what's happening in the economy, we can adjust our income plan accordingly. And having those options really does make a difference, because the last thing you want to do, always lots of talks and concerns, understandably, about what's referred to a sequence of return risk, just a fancy way of saying market losses early on your retirement. And if you have everything in a risk bucket and the market's down 20 or 30%, you still have to sell some of those shares because your electric company, mortgage, whatever it is, those kind of bills, they don't wait for the market to recover. Right? So we're forced to sell shares low, and that can really kind of take a punch in the gut when it comes to the longevity of your portfolio. So this type of strategy can really help with that.
1: Yeah, one thing I know that I know most clients don't like, and I think we it's one of the things we find interesting, is that nothing's ever static. It's always very dynamic. Not only is inflation changing and the economy's changing, the market's changing legislation is changing things. And just in the last few years, we've had the SECURE Act, we've had the CARES Act, SECURE Act too. They're changing the rules as we go. And in many cases, they're making things worse. Um, but in some, in each case, there's been some sort of an opportunity for us to take advantage of some, some it's not a loophole, but it's some sort of opportunity there with the tax plan. Like for example, they, they've through these these acts, they've changed the required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72 to 73, and it's heading towards 75. So for the average American, that may be okay. It, it actually could be detrimental if they're waiting longer to start. Their account's gonna probably be bigger. They have a shorter period to take it out. Taxes are gonna be higher. It could be detrimental from a tax standpoint. But if you're doing planning, that gives us, you know, two and a half more years that we can do or three you know, three and a half more years that we can do planning and move things from that pre-tax bucket to that post tax bucket. So it's presented a lot of opportunities. You just have to stay on top of things that most people don't find too interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I, had, a, <laughs> I had a meeting a couple of weeks ago and you know i love the tax planning yes and i was kind of geeking out and i I was probably visually getting kind of excited and upbeat about this tax strategy that i'd come up with and the wife said boy oh boy tony she said i'm grateful to have you to do this stuff but you are weird she's (laughs) like i can tell you really enjoy this stuff and she's like this is like nails on a chalkboard to me but but uh you know I, i do really love it and i think it makes a big difference we know tax planning is massively impactful when it comes to your retirement plan but interestingly enough it's probably if i had to pick one thing if you said i can only pick one thing what's the one thing main thing you commonly see missing from all the different thousands of families that we've reviewed their plan what's the one thing it's ta- lack of tax planning yeah See, quite
1: often where, not not as often lately, but I remember a few years ago, I met with somebody who very proudly showed I have not paid taxes since I retired. So they were very, very proud of that fact when I started explaining, and I had to be kind of gentle here because I didn't want to want to make them feel too bad. Um, maybe we lost an opportunity there to pay taxes at very low brackets. Let's They could have filled up the 10 or the 12% brackets. You know, maybe we want to go further than that. So we lost out on a bit of an opportunity there to to pay taxes, and there's a a concept that I like, it's called tax equilibrium. If you have um, all of your money in Roths prior to retirement, you're not gonna pay any taxes in retirement, but you probably paid way more than you needed to in your working years. If you flip it around or you deferred all your taxes while you're working to get your taxes as low as possible, you're probably gonna have a bit of a tax nightmare in retirement. So having a, because things are gonna change, to have some in the pre-tax bucket, to have some in the current tax bucket, and have some in the post-tax bucket, and that gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of other decisions that need to be made. When do you start social security? That's a, that's a big decision that has to be made. And based on the makeup of your accounts and what you're gonna pay in taxes, that, that can have a, have a big difference. So make a big difference. So I don't think people find taxes interesting and they're not interesting in the way that you could have a 24 hour um, radio show or a news show on it like you do with the market. The market's very interesting, but I don't think it's nearly as important. Taxes are very important, but they're not as interesting. But they all work together.
0: They really do work together. And one of the things I, I found interesting, Randy, you've been doing this kind of holistic, you know, strategies and tax planning for many years. I won't say how many. Don't worry. <laughs> it's been a we, long time. We won't aid you, buddy. <laughs> but um, I know one of the things since you've joined our firm here that you really appreciate. We have a great tool. And this is what we kind of include in our complimentary appointment process initially. We we kind of run through this analysis. But This tool does a great job at looking at saying, hey, what if we just don't do any Roth conversions? We just let it grow. We pay the taxes because we're going to be forced to take money out, required minimum distributions. What if we just pay those taxes and we live to, say, age 90? Versus, what if we do the Roth conversions? So we can look at the total tax bill side by side, not only just during your lifetime, but also the next generation that may be inheriting this money, and we can look at the potential total tax bill. And I think uh, that's a tool that you've really fallen in love with. Oh yeah,
1: I really like it because we can do it. You know, we can diagnostically take a look at your situation and compare. I mean, there's there's a, an unlimited number of tax strategies out there. You know, we could be very aggressive over the next three years where we know taxes are low before they, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act sunsets. We can stagger it between retirement to age before 73. The goal is to get as much money out of the pre-tax and into the after tax, choosing our bracket and the amount that we want to pay in taxes. We know we're paying taxes on everything, but this tool is kind of nice because it puts us side by side and you can and it basically that the summary page shows this is how much you're gonna save in taxes with the strategy, this is how much your heirs are gonna save in taxes with the strategy for the, a total tax savings for all of them, and then the change that it will make to your estate. And it's very, very, very common that we're seeing six or seven figures in terms of savings and taxes. It one the other day had a million dollars in tax savings and a three and a half million dollar impact on the estate. And eyes just, you know, just pop open I'm like, oh my gosh, why, why haven't, why is my current advisor talked to me about this?
0: That's right. always, you know, the hard part. You know, we we have a great new client. She joined us uh, towards the end of last year, and unfortunately didn't meet us. She was already last year taking her first required minimum distributions. So we built in some tax strategies. We we were doing a bunch of qualified charitable distributions, and we're looking at a donor advised fund and some things to help her, and we're doing some Roth conversion. But she brought up to me just a couple weeks ago, we were sitting down for a strategy appointment, and she brought up, boy, Tony, I feel like I really missed out. My previous advisor never talked about this stuff. And to your point, like the example you gave, she said, I had so many years I was in a tiny tax bracket. And I just missed these windows where I could have taken care of this. And and, you know, it's kind of water under the dam, right? There's not a whole lot you can do um, other than move forward and do the best planning, but certainly getting this early on. And I always tell people, hey, we're we're not going to be a fit for everybody, that's for sure. But if your advisor isn't talking about tax strategies, you may be missing one of the most important opportunities in your retirement. It's simple. If we don't pay as much taxes if less money is going to uncle sam we don't have to take as much out of the investments to fund your lifestyle right and your money lasts longer and there's more you can pass on a more tax efficient way and you know I, i think you know obviously you want to pay what you're legally required to but i don't have a lot of couples around that say you know when I pass away, it's really important to me that I take care of Uncle Sam. You know, it's just—I've not heard that either. No, no. <laughs> I mean, people want to pay what they have to pay, but they didn't work for many decades to have Uncle Sam be the largest beneficiary. So this type of planning is just so critical. Yeah, and I, when I get
1: that question, I always kind of feel bad because I, I, you know, because I know there's been a missed opportunity, and why hasn't my advisor uh, talked to me about that? And when I think about it, and I look back kind of on on my career, that you can't just dip your toes into tax planning; you are jumping in all the way into the deep end of the pool or you got to stay out of it completely and i think some people realize that hey this is going to be a lot of continuing education we're going to be purchasing a lot of software we're going to be reading a lot of tax code we're going to be learning a lot we happen to enjoy it, but I remember the learning curve when I got started was terrifying because there was so much I didn't know. And then you think you know a little bit and you run across one of these landmines. Like, I remember when I met Irma for the first time, not a not a pleasant experience.
0: Great but, Aunt Irma. Yeah, great
1: Aunt Irma. Nobody likes this, this particular aunt. But uh, that's why some advisors just say, you know what, I'm not interested. I don't have time. We're not going to focus on that go talk to your CPA with the tax questions and the, and as you mentioned earlier the CPAs generally they're they're looking at how you can defer taxes and they're looking at this year they're looking at the rearview mirror or we're looking at the windshield the next 20 30 40 years of your life and potentially the next 50 years of your heirs lives because in many cases it's money left over so that's where the big in, impact can come so i think it's scary for people and not only clients but people in our industry but once you get in i think we've got the tools and we've got the way the analogies to to make the the complicated a little bit more understandable and i think very exciting when you can see the impact that it's going to have
0: yeah it can be really exciting and, and that just that type of plan i can't stress enough it is so critical and it's important that that we get that right um i gotta i got a good one for you buddy i've been practicing this one okay good i'm looking forward to it I think maybe the buildup is better than the dad joke itself. but Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. <laughs> We're due right. for a good one. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? Uh, a
1: factory that makes okay products.
0: I don't know. Satisfactory. <laughs> that, that's a good one. I like that one. Satisfactory. That's good, right? That's, <laughs> that's a solid good. one. Yeah. That's a solid Compared one. Compared
1: to the last eight, ten weeks, that one's very good. Yeah, that one was pretty
0: good. <laughs> But uh, Randy, I wanted to, last thing I wanted to talk about just a little bit is, is the idea of this comprehensive planning. Because, you know, I think we meet, generally we meet people that fall in one of three categories. Either, you know, they, they feel like they have a retirement plan and they're just looking to get a second set of eyes. Or, hey, my person doesn't talk about taxes and I want to make sure I'm covering all my bases here. Um, we get the second group. It's called what I call do-it-yourselfers. Right. And they sometimes come in with some pretty impressive spreadsheets oh, they have yeah. built on their own. Um, if you're a do it yourself or I can't stress enough, the biggest thing I see missing on these kind of made at home spreadsheets are, you know, inflation and taxes take a ma- major bite. The third group that comes in is people who say, hey, Randy, you know, I did what I was supposed to do. I stuck money away. I never imagined it was going to come up but now my retirement date is coming up here pretty quick. And I don't really have a retirement plan. Right. So I, I think this type of comprehensive planner where you put in these five areas to get together, excuse me, is pretty important.
1: Yeah, so when we have people come in, we have a, have a one or a two meeting process. So our first meeting is to get to know them. They get to know us. We ask a lot of questions about our five different areas of retirement, uh, which is family, which incorporates uh, estate planning, wills, uh, maybe college planning, legacy, any special circumstances that need to be factored in. Like some people have kids or grandkids that can't handle money and they need some sp- specific planning for that. Our second area is income. Social Security, uh, withdrawal strategies, uh, pension strategies. Third area is investments. Pretty much everybody does investments. That's pretty much stable stable stakes to be in this industry. Uh, Very important. That's the vehicle that takes us there, but it's not the only important part. Uh, The fourth area is healthcare, taking a look at um, Medicare strategies. How do we bridge the gap from early retirement to 65? Um, Do you have life insurance? Do you need life insurance, long-term care? And then our final area that we talk about a lot today was, was taxes so once we take all of that information and if we determine at the end of that first meeting that yeah this seems like there's something there then we take all that data working with our paraplanning planning department and we really just dive in and analyze it and crunch the numbers and we take a look at um, a financial plan. We take a look at risk. We take a look at the portfolio efficiency, fees. We put together a basic uh, demonstration of a tax strategy. Then in that second meeting, we go through those five different areas and talk about um, concerns that the prospective client has and then concerns that that we see And generally, by the end of that second meeting, people have a pretty good feel that, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. No, I don't think this is a good fit. And as you mentioned, we're not a good fit for everybody. But I think it's a nice process. I even tell people up front what we're going to do so they don't think, when's he going to try and sell me a mutual fund or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I I think that's the biggest thing with us. And I hope, you know, if you're working with someone else, it should always be this way. It's about education. You know, I'm pretty confident if somebody goes through that two-appointment complimentary process with us, they're going to learn something. But we always kind of choke up front. There's no sales pitch here. You know, at the end, it's kind of like, what would you like to do, right? If this makes sense, you want to move forward, here's how we would move forward. If it doesn't, you know, that's okay. And, and there's no kind of fancy lines or any pressure or anything like that. Um, you know, we, we want to help great families and we think there's a lot we can bring to the table, but to your point, we understand that, that, you know, we're not always going to be a fit for everybody, but we hope that we can help educate people along the way. Mm-hmm. And we really appreciate folks tuning in. You've been listening to the retirement ready show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no obligation workshops or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates
1: LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.